But again, thanks again for coming for our first session to discern, pray, discuss with one another the various spiritual gifts, the charisms that God, our good Father, has given us. Tonight, we have a guest speaker. Over the course of the next six weeks, you'll see um, five other speakers uh, to share with you a different aspect of this process of how do we come to know and receive the Father's love through our spiritual gifts. Tonight, we have Chance Unger to be here with us. He is part of the Missionaries of the Holy Spirit and the Family. Is that correct title? That's enough, but you got it right. All right. Uh, he and his wife, Laura, have three children. And can I say one on the way? Oh, whoops. I did it anyways. <laughs> I, I've, been, I've been out of the... Uh, that process of like, should I tell yet? Since Kelly, my wife, is expecting any day now uh, with the secrecy. So um, <laughs> we, uh, we welcome here. He's worked with Father Holdren. Uh, come to know more of our good Father through Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. And uh, through his work, his apostolate, this missionary of the Holy Spirit and the family, he's become kind of uh, an expert here in Lincoln, I will say of the charisms, the spiritual gifts. Uh, qualified instructor person for called and gifted to the Catherine of Siena Institute, is that correct? Yep. Right, so that's like the big known charism. We've done it here in the past in the parish, um, but maybe you've heard of that before. Um, so he comes with many accolades and I'm so happy to uh, have him here tonight. We both said that, I think I know you from somewhere. So I'm gonna play one other pun before he comes up and speaks. There's maybe a small chance or a large chance that you already know chance uh, to come. So please uh, give him the great St. Peter welcome. And uh, chance, the floor is all yours. I am a lover of dad jokes. That's like dad joke quality right there. <clears throat> so good. Thanks for having me, everyone. Um, yeah. Um, so my name's Chance Unger, and um, there's a few familiar faces, but not a lot. I'm a parishioner at North American Martyrs uh, with my wife. And like Blake said, we have three children. So those are my best accolades, are my three, four kids. John Paul is eight. He's going to be in third grade. James is five. He's going to be in kindergarten. Maria is three. Um, some of her first words were dinosaur sounds because she had two older brothers. Um, and then our baby, we don't know if we're having a boy or a girl. They're coming, which I think is the ultimate dad joke, on Labor Day. So we'll have a baby on Labor Day, hopefully. We've never been right on the money, so we'll see. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm just excited to be here and share a little bit about... Um, just what the charisms are, um, but um, y- you can get the knowledge, um, I think, a lot of good places. And so um, what I'd like to do is, you know, give you an overview of the charisms and, um, you know, you've got so many weeks to go deeper into this, <clears throat> hopefully just to offer a few things that can just kind of stir the heart, maybe even challenge um, uh, some whether it be misconceptions or just thoughts you've had about what charisms are or what they aren't, uh, what they mean for your life, particularly for you as an individual, what it looks like at home, what it lo- looks like at, at the parish. Um, and um, <clears throat> yeah, I just, I love kind of what uh, 
you know, what you guys are starting out with, just receiving uh, the Father's love. Um, and that's really the theme that I want to keep coming back to in the talk. And so, um, so yeah, uh, Blake did a great introduction for me. That's, um, those are the needs to know. I'm also a physical therapist by trade. So I saw someone in a, in a I look like a cast here earlier. <laughs> Sorry about it. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I've been doing that for about seven years. Um, in uh, 2017, uh, my wife and I, we, we started the Missionaries of the Holy Spirit in a family uh, apostolate, just MHSF for short, because it's a mouthful. Um, <clears throat> and we started that as a kind of an outgrowth of um, this desire to learn what it meant to live out ordinary family life, you know, at home and in the world. Um, basically because we, we got married and we thought, man, we have no idea what the heck we're supposed to do. Um, <clears throat> and we were really genuine in learning what that looked like. And so uh, what MHSF is, is um, we kind of kind of call it, in, in summary, like a mini seminary for married couples. And so uh, we, have, we have couples that um, uh, commit to meeting together uh, for two years and they go through a structured formation um, with the hopes of um, learning mission and, and formation to go back into home, parish life, um, and just uh, develop a deeper community together. And so far, there's about 140 individuals in, in the apostolate now, and we've gone through a lot of charisms with them. And so <clears throat> that's why um, uh, people, uh, some people kind of know, know me of knowing the charisms, because uh, we teach it uh, through the formation that we have um, and um, I'd be beside myself if I didn't tell you how much I love the theology of the body. So I also teach the theology of the body a little bit too. And it might make its way into tonight's talk a little. Because um, it's very relevant. Um, <clears throat> so I thought what might be best to start is, uh, we'll start in a prayer and we'll just pray with scripture. Um, the scripture that you guys uh, received on the, on the handout that Blake sent out. And that, that will be the prayer. Um, just the inspired words of scripture. And uh, we'll close in that prayer, and then we'll just jump right into charisms. So, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Brothers and sisters, no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts but the same spirit. There are different forms of service, but the same Lord. There are different workings, but the same God, who produces all of them in everyone. To each individual, the manifestation of the spirit is given for some benefit. As a body is one, though it has many parts, and all the parts of the body, though many, are one body, so also Christ. For in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free persons, and we were all given to drink of one spirit. And in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. 
Okay. <clears throat> so you could go back to this from St. Paul to the Corinthians, and Corinthians a lot. Um, just as you're reflecting on charisms for your own life, it's, it's, it's riches are endless. Um, so tonight we're going to talk about an overview of the charisms, um, the foundation of all gifts, just receiving the Father's love, uh, what St. John Paul II calls a sincere gift of self, uh, writes about a lot in his Theology of the Body. And we're going to reflect on a little bit on 1 Corinthians 12 um, and that phrase, given for some benefit. <clears throat> um, so I just got a quick show of hands too. Um, uh, if you, I guess if, just maybe give me an idea of kind of who I'm talking to. Um, if you feel like you have a pretty good understanding of what charisms are, you've like done inventories before, um, if you have a pretty good experience, maybe just raise your hand. Yeah, great. And if you're really new to the whole charism thing, um, raise your hand. Okay, okay, cool, sweet. Um, and if you're in the middle, you're everyone else. Okay, sweet. Okay, so I want to just read what the church says. Uh, this is Lumen Gentium. Uh, it's used Light of the Nations, Vatican II document. And the document is like, how do we bring Christ into the world? And so uh, this is just right from the document. They said, it's not only through the sacraments and church ministries that the same Holy Spirit sanctifies and leads the people to God. <clears throat> he distributes special graces among the faithful of every rank. These charismatic gifts whether they be the most outstanding or the more simple and widely diffused, are to be received with thanksgiving and consolation. They are exceedingly suitable and useful for the needs of the church. So this is just uh, Mother Church saying, like, there's the sacraments, the sacramental life, um, but it's not distant or separated from charisms or just the lived expression uh, of, of the mystical body of Christ. And they should be received... Uh, with thanksgiving and consolation. Uh, they can be outstanding or they can be simple. Uh, but just like the body, they all have a really particular purpose. They're all very important. Uh, so what is a charism? The word charism, it just literally means gift. So they're gifts. Uh, they're not natural abilities, um, but they're these, <clears throat> these gifts that were distributed by the Holy Spirit as he wills. Um, so they often build on and work with like our natural personalities, um, our natural abilities. Uh, they don't always have to be like directly tied into some of those things. So like you might be a physical therapist, <clears throat> but there might be um, you know, charisms that God has given you that don't always tie in directly to like your profession or some things. But oftentimes there's a lot of connections. Um, so Sherry Waddell, she's, uh, one of the, she's the founder of the Catherine of Siena Institute. Uh, and that's what Blake was referring to earlier. I, I got trained um, through the Institute to help, <clears throat> um, help teach, the, teach the inventory, teach what the charisms are. Uh, but more importantly, the training was specifically on, they call them guest interviews. So to sit down with people, um, hear their experience of discerning charisms, and just kind of help kind of uh, guide them the direction that God might be uh, giving these gifts. So um, that's <clears throat> more of what it is. And, and so... Um, so Sherry Riddell uh, and the Catherine of Siena Institute, um, this is what they call a charism. They'll say it's a long-term habitual ability given by the Holy Spirit, which enables a Christian to be an agent of God's purposes in a way that's beyond his or her natural, normal human capacity. 
So that's like a mouthful. It's like a mission statement for charisms. So I'll just read it one more time. Uh, it's long-term habitual ability given by the Holy Spirit that enables a Christian, you, to be an agent of God's purposes <clears throat> in a way that's beyond his or her normal human capacity. So it's long-term, habitual, uh, and it gives you this supernatural ability that you could otherwise not do at all. Um, and they're really cool. They're really, really cool. Did I say they're really great? They're really cool. Um, <clears throat> so a little bit more about them. Uh, we receive them through baptism, and then they're strengthened through confirmation. So if you haven't been baptized, person haven't, hasn't been baptized, you could say they don't have charisms yet, or they just haven't been able to receive the gift from the Father. They haven't been given the gift yet, and that comes in baptism. Um, the charisms are, um, they give a person a sense that they just kind of, they just fit. Um, they'll say like, we've something like, I've kind of found my place. Um, I feel like I'm like just really myself, like when I'm, when I'm kind of in, like a- acting out of this charism. Um, and it just seems to far exceed my natural abilities. <clears throat> I have joy. Um, it's, just, it's like, yeah, just things are, are they're grooving, they're jiving. Things are just really, do you doesn't say that anymore? Grooving, jiving? Um, it's just, there's a real ease to it, right? Um, this is what the catechism says about, about charisms. <clears throat> Uh, whether extraordinary or simple and humble, uh, charisms are graces of the Holy Spirit, which directly or indirectly benefit the church, ordered as they are to her building up, to the good of men and to the needs of the world. That's paragraph 799. And then the following paragraph 800, uh, charisms are to be accepted with gratitude by the person who receives them and by all the members of the church as well. They're a wonderfully rich grace for the apostolic vitality and for the holiness of the entire body of Christ, provided they really are genuine gifts of the Holy Spirit and are used in full conformity with authentic promptings of the same Spirit that is in keeping with charity the true measure of all charisms. Um, <clears throat> so I really just want to mention two things um, from, from the Catechism, that <clears throat> um, they're genuine gifts, and they're to be used in this full conformity with these promptings of the same Spirit. And the reason I just want to press into that tonight particularly is because that's really about receiving a gift from our good Father. And so we can't, um, can't, know, um, we can't know what we should do always if, if there's a lot of cacophony. Um, <clears throat> and so um, as we're able to receive these promptings from, from the Father and from the Holy Spirit, from our Lord... Jesus Christ, we're going to, over time, repetitively be able to understand um, when and where uh, we're at our best, spiritually, in a sense, when these charisms are going to start to show up in our lives, you know, or with other people as well. <clears throat> um, so, uh, so I know, at least from talking with Blake, um, that, you know, you guys are not doing the inventory through the Catherine of Siena Institute, Right. Right, and that's that's awesome. Um, well, the way you're describing it, it's really cool, um, and I think it's a it's like a really intimate fit. <clears throat> um, I'm going to read you um, just a bunch of the different types of charisms that the Catherine of Siena Institute listed out, um, and we'll talk more um, ab- about um, you know not each individual one. That's not the purpose of of me talking. You'll get a chance to learn about all that stuff later. Um, 
But a lot of these are taken from 1 Corinthians 12, from Romans 12, from 1 Peter 4, and from Ephesians 4. Um, And, um, you know, the scriptures are are really not trying to make this, like, this, this, this list. Like, this is the list of charisms. And so you won't find just any one list, but you'll be able to find <clears throat> different shades of different things. Um, and so uh, what the Institute did is they said, well, let's kind of let's group these in sort of a focus, just to give people a focus of uh, where uh, they might be drawn to, you know, where these charisms are leading. And so um, there's uh, essentially six different clusters, they call them. And I'll just read them just to give you guys a sense of like, oh, yeah, okay. That word sounds familiar. <clears throat> I've never heard of that one. Um, some, like uh, I was reading earlier, some are very ordinary, um, like administration. Um, some are very extraordinary, uh, like extraordinary faith. Um, so um, there are some that are like pastoral, uh, and those are encouragement, helps, hospitality, mercy, pastoring. Uh, there's some that are individually focused, um, Encouragement, evangelism, prophecy, teaching, writing. Um, <clears throat> there's some that are focused on uh, like just group setting, like administration, hospitality, leadership, pastoring, teaching again. Um, there's encouragement, helps, and mercy that are, those are another individual focus. I realize I had that on there twice. Um, there's to call them kind of the hands-on, I'll do it myself, um, helps, hospitality, mercy, service, and then vision, big picture, uh, administration, extraordinary faith, leadership, knowledge, wisdom. I'm not certain that's even a whole a list of all the charisms that they go through, but it just gives you a sense of some familiar language <clears throat> to some. Um, and, and they can fit with, um, if I'd use the word, just desire. Um, the things that really, you know, move you, you know, as a person. Um, so that's kind of an overview, uh, just the class syllabus overview of this. This is what the charisms are. Um, but I think it's almost more helpful to tell you what charisms aren't. Um, charisms, they're not skills. They're not talents. Um, they're not related to performance. Um, they're related to placement. So they're not related to performance. They're related to placement, or a better word would be identity. So they're about <clears throat> identity. Um, your identity as you know, a child of the Father. That's really what they're about. Um, they can't be used for you. So like natural talents can be really good. I like this uh, analogy. Um, <clears throat> someone who is, uh, likes the guitar and likes to play. I play the guitar, kind of. Well, I haven't lately because I have kids, um, so I don't play a ton. Um, but I do not have a music charism, right? There is nobody who will listen to me play guitar and feel closer to Jesus. Um, it just won't happen. Um, even if I was a great guitar player, um, that's, that's just not a charism. Um, th- there are people that do have the music charism, you know, and we've, we've had them sing for <clears throat> evenings that our, you know, our couples get together for MHSF, you know, and uh, yeah, that brings you, like, you, you can feel God through that. Um, so, um, uh, what they're not, they're not for you. They're not for the individual. They're always for somebody else. Always. They're always for others. That's what a charism is. It's a gift, which means you don't keep it just by definition. It has to be given away. Um, and it can only be used for good. 
Um, <clears throat> you might get to go into the weeds on some of that, but you know, can a charism be used for some end, right? That's, that's evil or not good. No, it can't. It's just, it, it's impossible. <clears throat> it can't be used for that. And that's not a personality test. So when you guys start doing the inventory stuff, whatever type it is, think of that as that is the beginning of the discernment. You don't need to go back to that and say, well, I scored this, you know, on this, or I got this. And so that means that I have, um, that's just to get you started. So um, it's not like, you know, the strengths finders test. Um, it's not like the disc assessment, the Enneagram or all these other ones. That's not what it is. Um, <clears throat> Uh, it is an expression of the Father. That's what a charism is. <clears throat> As a baptized child of God, you're an expression of the Father. And so your charisms are just that, they're that lived expression, a supernatural expression. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, ish. Kind of. Great. So, um, Yeah. Um, how many people here are parents by show of hands? Lots. It's great. Me too. It's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Has anyone ever given a gift to your child and they were just kind of like, meh, toss it? <laughs> Is that like so defeating? Especially if you really thought about it, you know, you're like, I really think. I really think that this, they would like this thing. Um, <clears throat> or, you know, you can think about, uh, it maybe <clears throat> imagine, no, not have to imagine, just remember when, usually it's when you're a child, you know, when you got that gift, that one thing, maybe it was Christmas, maybe it was your birthday, it was unrelated to a holiday. Um, <clears throat> and it's like, oh, I, lo I love it. Right? I desired this for so long, and I finally have it. And then you use it. Um, for me, it was a bike. I remember having this bike, you know, seeing it by the Christmas tree, waking up in the middle of the night when I wasn't supposed to. I love this thing. I rode this bike all the time until the tires were going dead. Um, it, the, uh, <clears throat> and, and even more so, just the experience of giving these gifts to your children that are good. And Jesus talks about that, you know, in the Gospels. You know, if you can, you who are evil can give these good gifts to your children, how much better you know the gift that your Heavenly Father can give to you. That's the charisms, um, you know, in a word. They're just this amazing gift that in some time, and a lot of times, like, you didn't even know that you desired. But when you figure out um, the language or just the way to express it, you realize this is the fulfillment of just what's, what's in my heart. I love this. And so that's all you want to do. You want to figure out how can I how can I be an agent of God's, God's purposes and love today? Well, I know, like, these are the particular charisms, leadership, teaching, <clears throat> pastoring. Those are three of mine. Um, really great. Um, they're a gift. But, again, we can't understand the charisms unless we understand the Trinity. Wait a minute. We can't understand the Trinity. It's just Trinity Sunday. I was writing this. I thought, yep. Impossible. So I wrote, spoiler, yet we can't with our minds, <clears throat> but we can trust, um, but we can trust. Right? The Trinity is obviously, you know, there's ways that we can understand this communal love between the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Um, but we're called into a relationship. We're called into this mystery. Um, 
and with charisms particularly, we can have uh, guideposts, but it's just an experience of, of trust, of just receiving the Father's love over and over and over and over and over and over again every time um, to use the gift that we've been given habitually over time and a charism. Um, so to recap, charisms are really related to identity. It's really what they're related to, it's identity that I'm a beloved child of the Father. He has this gift that he wants me to receive, which is going to make me ultimately happy, and I'm just going to express that. Um, And then when everybody expresses it, you get this beautiful image like a stained glass window or a constellation of stars or a symphony, right, of different instruments playing, or a body. We are one body but many parts. Okay. Now you get some theology of the body, sincere gift of self. Um, okay. So this phrase in the theology of the body and, and elsewhere, in <clears throat> some church documents, um, John Paul II just talks a lot about the sincere gift of self. Um, <clears throat> man can only find himself through a sincere gift of self. That's from, from Gaudium et Space. Um, the human being, it's the only creature that God created for its own sake. So it's why the human person can't ever be used. Um, and I promise I'll relate this to charisms. It's not just so I can talk about this. It's just, it allows it to go just a little bit deeper. Um, just a little bit deeper. Um, <clears throat> so, um, knowing kind of what we are um, as, as man and woman, uh, as, as beloved children of the Father, um, we understand this um, through uh, this, yeah, this gift of self. Um, this, um, and here's the proof. Uh, like, I have a hunger that I cannot satisfy on my own. We're dependent on something bigger than ourselves to fill this hunger, right, this desire in our hearts. So in a really small way, Um, Like just tonight is an example of that. You are all here. Um, I I don't want to guarantee like you're all here because you want it to be. Maybe someone dragged you along. Um, But, you know, um, you'd bail out if you really didn't want to be here. So there's something right in there. This just this hunger, um, this seeking, right? This constant longing for more. Um, And that's just written into our bodies. Uh, uh, It's written because um, we're called... We're called to heaven, and God knows that. So we can find ourselves through this sincere gift of ourselves. And in our bodies, in male and female, um, they're, they're made for one another. And so that's just written into the human body. Um, and so uh, there's this phrase from, from Theology of the Body that I just want to read, um, and we'll tie it to charisms. John Paul says that uh, man appears in the visible world as the highest expression of the divine gift <clears throat> because he bears within himself the inner dimension of the gift. And so God created us to share in his own life, which is this Trinitarian eternal exchange of self-gift. Um, so this is from the catechism. God has no other reason for creating than his love and his goodness. So this, this, um, I want to tie this to charisms because um, the further that we 
begin to live out these charisms, just the joy of continuously and repeatedly just giving them over and over and over and over again. Um, again, it's, it's um, this understanding that um, as I give, I receive. And as I receive, I can give. As I give, I receive. Um, and this hunger becomes a little bit more satiated uh, as we live out this self-gift. Um, and that's it for TOB. So a lot of people will say, um, <clears throat> well, okay, charisms are great, um, or this idea is great, um, but you know, what if? Um, what if this means, um, what if this means I have to do more of blank? Or what if this means that um, something's going to be kind of taken away from me? Um, or what if I fail? Um, <clears throat> Uh, as we've kind of done more of this just with uh, couples, um, you know, going through MHSF and um, learning uh, about other, other people going through it through the Catherine FCN Institute, you know, all the common questions are those, you know. Um, you know, these ideas are great, um, but I just have, like, real concerns about what this is actually going to look like. Or, you know, maybe even deeper, like, is this even real? Um, could this be real? Um, <clears throat> is it possible that there are these ways of expressing um, things that actually are my favorite things? Or is that kind of just a pipe, pipe dream? Um, it's nice to talk about, but it's not really real. Um, it's real. It's a real deal. Um, it's real. <clears throat> and I, I trust you'll get to go into the, the, the details on that you know, over the coming weeks. Um, but uh, for me, besides just saying it's worth it, it's going through it and continuously asking the Lord um, for them and how to use them. Um, <clears throat> one, of, one of my joys has been able just to see what they, just what they look like uh, in individuals um, who have gone through charism discernment. Um, and also just my own experience of um, realizing like there's just a lens to these desires of my heart and Tonight is a great example of that. Like, um, as I continue to discern different charisms, um, different things happen and opportunities will come up. So, um, you know, I didn't know three, four weeks ago I was going to get to meet you guys and talk to you. And um, it may not look like it, but I've really enjoyed myself. <laughs> I've I really enjoyed myself. Um, and uh, it's, it's beautiful. Um, and that's been the case with a lot of couples that, that have gotten to go through this, you know, the, the Catherine Racine Institute and just other cares and discernment. Um, and if anything, too, for just this group here, it, it'll also give you a, a language with which to, to, to discuss, you know, with your peers and your parishioners. And just, to, just a new way of seeing one another, too. Um, so, um, so there's really nothing to fear. Um, the charisms, again, they're just this expression of Jesus to the rest of the world through your flesh, through your person. Super cool. <clears throat> uh, so it's like the charisms are this, you know, they're not this, I mean, they are mysterious in some ways, but they're really this living gift in your person to the rest of the world. It's super cool. And so it's going to be unique to you. Even if you have the exact same charisms as somebody else and hypothetically the exact same natural talents, and the exact same job, 
and the exact same everything, they're still going to be different, just like twins are unique and different because um, <clears throat> it's particular to you. Okay. So when we prayed, um, as we started, we read from 1 Corinthians 12, and I just really wanted to key on that phrase that um, St. Paul uh, said. He said they were given for some benefit. These gifts were given for some benefit. Um, <clears throat> and I'm stealing from a priest that I know, um, but it was too good not to share. So it's not original. Um, <clears throat> but he was comparing uh, uh, supervillains and superheroes. And he was talking about the powers that they have. <clears throat> uh, and, um, you know, the question is, you know, if you could have, you know, one superpower, what would it be? Um, or if you could have, like, four or five, you know, what would they be? Why would they be that way? Um, and he really wanted to press into um, not just the gifts, but what St. Paul says when he says that they were given for some benefit. So that was their purpose. Again, that's just the definition of a gift, given for some benefit. Um, <clears throat> so a, what is the difference between a superhero and a supervillain, even if they have the same powers? My kids, they're like really into Spider-Man right now. Um, and um, there's even, right, there's, there's heroes and anti-heroes in a lot of, you know, in Marvel and all these. So what's the difference between, you know, two who might have the exact same? It's how they use them. Um, it's their decision to use them for good. Um, <clears throat> and in some ways, that's kind of what St. Paul is pressing into in 1 Corinthians 12 is um, you have these gifts and um, the Lord's going to give you these opportunities to, in some, some, in some ways, step out courageously and use them when we're afraid to use them. We have them. Um, <clears throat> and because, it, you know, in, in one sense, you know, they're not a, a only you know, about you. You know, they're not for you, um, but they produce the, the greatest joy in you as you live kind of this sincere gift of self. Um, again, we're one body with many members. And so um, <clears throat> these gifts, through these specific tools, um, that as an essential living part of Christ's mystical body, um, you get to live out, <clears throat> and you'll see the hand doing its thing, and the foot, and the eye, and the mouth. Um, and we don't have until midnight, um, but all the correlations with just the human body that are uh, beautiful, that, you know, I get to see in the clinic as a PT, you know, they're, they're correlated really incredibly in the spiritual realm, too. Um, there's this, uh, yeah, like the body, but, but also, um, you know, if you look into the night sky, right, and you can see constellations, and you see how, you know, the beautiful night sky um, shows these different pictures of beauty. Um, <clears throat> that's sort of what the charisms begin to look like as they're lived out, um, you know, in a community um, and the church at large. Um, this is a quote that I, I wanted to share. It's from, um, uh, from a book uh, written by Archbishop Luis Martinez uh, called The Sanctifier, if you've ever read that. Um, and it just provides a really good image uh, to, this, kind of to this reality. Um, he said, imagine a fine lyre, uh, harp, uh, whose perfectly harmonized strings vibrate at the blowing of the wind, each giving its own sound, and all together composing a beautiful symphony. This is the soul of a just man, when the Holy Spirit possesses it fully and has harmonized all of the faculties by means of his gifts. 
Each one of them, like the strings of a living lyre, gives its own sound when the wind of the Spirit blows. So there's a real, <clears throat> yeah, this real outpouring, um, almost like a, a breath uh, of God through the Holy Spirit, uh, producing a symphony, um, symphony of beautiful, beautiful music. Um, <clears throat> but the end goal, right, the end goal of the charismatic gifts, the spiritual gifts, uh, it's not um, how well they're given. Um, it's not performance-based. Um, <clears throat> it's not only about the gift um, of maybe the charism or the way they're expressed, but the end goal is love. The end goal is charity. Um, what kind of love? Um, <clears throat> uh, just a really intimate love. Um, a spousal love. Um, the same type of love between the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So um, you could say... Uh, a really individualized personal love. Um, <clears throat> the same love that you'll, you, know, you can begin to experience um, through discerning them, realizing, wow, like, this, is, this is just for me. Like, it's, it's for me particularly. Uh, now all I want to do is, is give that, you know, share that with someone. Um, uh, <clears throat> one more quote by Archbishop Luis Martinez. Um, he was conceived by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, that's the way Jesus is always conceived. That's the way he's reproduced in souls. He's always the fruits of heaven and earth. Undoubtedly, the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary sanctify us in different ways. The first is the sanctifier by essence because he is God who is infinite sanctity and because he is the personal love that completes, so to speak, the sanctity of God, consummating his life <clears throat> and his unity and it belongs to him to communicate to souls. Um, so a few other quotes, points from St. Paul, right? He's, he'll say, pursue love, desire the spiritual gifts. They always go together. They always go together. Um, Since you strive eagerly for the spiritual gifts, seek to have an abundance of them for the building up of the church. Um, so we don't have to, like, request just, well, God, just give me this one little thing. Um, um, he, he, he says, seek to have an abundance of them for the building up of the church. <clears throat> They're given for some benefit. So ask big. Um, ask big. God's big enough for it. He's the giver of gifts. He wants to fulfill desire um, through the charisms. And um, <clears throat> I guess I would uh, just close um, by saying thanks for having me. Um, I have just this, a note on here for Q&A if you have um, any burning questions um, or questions about uh, the charisms. Maybe before that, a, a better conclusion would be a prayer. Um, and so um, why don't we close uh, just in a prayer? Um, uh, I'll read 1 Corinthians 12 again and, and give a short prayer. And then if there's some questions um, afterwards, uh, we can chat about them. Um, and if there's anything that, that Blake wanted me to share too, happy to. Um, and uh, yeah, okay. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Brothers and sisters, no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different forms of spiritual service, but the same Lord. There are different workings, but the same God 
who produces all of them in everyone. To each individual, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for some benefit. As a body is one, though it has many parts, and all the parts of the body, though many, are one body, so also Christ. For in one Spirit we are all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free persons, and we were all given to drink of one spirit. <clears throat> Jesus, we thank you for the charisms, the spiritual gifts, and um, thank you for uh, you being the fulfillment of our desire. Just ask that you would um, uh, just grant a special, <clears throat> special joy and um, and seeking of this group here. <clears throat> and um, uh, Father, we just, uh, we just trust that you will fulfill our desires. Uh, we offer up uh, this night, uh, this formation series, um, <clears throat> in our discernment um, to the Holy Spirit, through our Blessed Mother, spouse of the Holy Spirit, As we say together, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Um, If there's any Q&A, yeah. Do you guys have questions about anything? It won't be awkward if you don't have any. Perfectly fine. No big deal. Okay. Do you want to hear a dad joke? <laughs> got two. Got two. One uh, I used for a long time, and then I learned a new one. So here's the old one. Did you hear about the circus fire? It was intense. <laughs> Super bad. Yeah, that's what most people do. It's like, oh, it's really bad. <laughs> All right. When when does a dad joke? When does a joke become a dad joke? When it becomes apparent. That's a better one. I didn't make that one up. Cool. <laughs> They're really good. They're really good. Yep. So um, thank you guys for having me, and I mean, I'll I'll be around for as long as you guys are hanging out here too. So um, <clears throat> if for any reason you felt like you you wanted to reach out for questions or if you want to learn more about MHSF or um, if you have PT questions, uh, if, you have, if you need to reach to me, Blake has my info, um, so you can, you can contact Blake about that. So um, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah. discussing intentional discipleship. Uh, so how do we begin to practice, uh, in a sense, live out, receiving the Father's love? Well, we have to look to our Lord Jesus and follow after him as disciples. So even if you're like, I get it, discipleship, Jesus always invites us deeper to abide in him. So we'll kind of walk through, what does it mean to be an intentional disciple in order that we can receive the Father's love just as Jesus did? and live with the Holy Spirit, powering us forward uh, to go and build God's kingdom. So 
there's chips, drinks, pop in the fridge, some LaCroix water, uh, and I really do mean and hope that this is a means of community, so don't feel like you have to, you're out of here, kick on out. Uh, I'll probably eventually leave, um, just because we gotta get home. Uh, but if you wanna stay and chat for a bit, um, have some chips, please, salsa, whatever. Uh, I didn't wanna not provide something, so uh, take and receive this again. Thomas. Thomas. Okay. God bless everyone. Thank you. Thank you.